Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. Hi, my name is Ella Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with, with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a match marketer, my dad is the best. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. I am here today with Adam Daly of Funly Events and your marketing. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, let me ask you, let's go back in a little bit in time and ask, how did you get started? Um, I got started, I used to be uh, an athlete, and I ran in the Olympic trials in 2000. I got access to some Olympic tickets in 2002, and just bought Olympic tickets, and you know, a year later, decided to take all those tickets I bought and couple those with some hotel rooms, and, and since I already knew most of the athletes and whatnot, uh, I figured I could market to them and, and create a little business out of it uh, in order to justify moving to Athens, Greece for the year as well. And what were you doing for them, and how did that lead to where you are now? Because I know it's been quite a journey. Yeah. Um, I mean, ultimately, I lived in, I moved to Athens, set up the business. We, we did, you know, enough revenue to make a little bit of money, and then I, I realized we kind of had a business on our hands versus a, a one-time Olympic thing. You know, we, could, we could build the business, and so we moved to uh, Italy after that and set up a business there and continued to grow in terms of people and revenue over the next 10 years or so. Um, and then built that business out and built it to an 8500 company and, and sold that and um, continued to, to, I guess, build and learn my entrepreneurial spirit uh, throughout the years by being around other business people. And um, after you sold that company, what did you do next? Um, after that, I, I took a, a, a one-year, well, I, I worked within the business for about a year um, and worked on the, the merging of those businesses and, and ran you know, the strategic development and direction for the company. Um, it was about a $15 million company at that point. And then uh, in 2014, took a, took a one-year sabbatical and, and took my family on a trip around the world. That is absolutely incredible. And then you obviously decided to start something new, uh, get involved in yeah. something else. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, during the trip, but, you know, the, the the entrepreneurial, you know, hunger inside me started. And, you know, uh, we started, I launched the Friendly Events and, uh, this, you know, earlier this year. And we did a million dollars in revenue within probably the first 90 days. 
started uh, started beer marketing about the same time during the summer of 2015, and brought got some some clients right away. Um, and so, and we continue to, to look at other things, um, other business opportunities as well. But yeah, I tried to take a year off, but it was it's hard to hard to sit still for sure. I can understand that's an occupational hazard. So tell us about Funly events. What does Funly do? Yeah, so I mean, we basically is like a whole sibling to travel companies as well as corporate groups who want to go experience international events. So we, we take groups, um, mostly to the Olympic Games, um, but, but other events, you know, the World Cup and Oktoberfest, and we have a small group going to Burning Man next year. But um, my old business was, was focused on, you know, marketing and generating new leads and, you know, social media, email marketing, uh, using a CRM to, to, to handle all our clients and, and basically selling to a lot of individuals in our new business. And finally, we're only selling to groups, basically, is a big difference. So I'm selling to companies like my old company that perhaps want to wholesale a you know, big block of tickets or hotel rooms or something like that. And so I'm selling to them as well as just corporate groups who want, who want everything done for them um, and put the owner to the individual route of rounding up a bunch of, uh, you know, ra- rounding up the, the individual components and the assets and they want us to do a turnkey. That makes sense. And what about the other company? What does the other company do? Yeah, with, with beer marketing, we're helping breweries outsource their marketing during the day. So, uh, you know, we, we're based in San Diego, which is, we like to consider San Diego the, the craft brewing capital of the world, basically. And there's, there's a new brewery coming up every couple of weeks here in San Diego, and most of them don't have any expertise in running a business or running marketing, so um, I just started it as a favor to helping a few small breweries kind of put together their marketing, understand who, who they want to market it to and how to get there. And uh, since then, it's just, you know, I've taken on a few more clients, and we're building out more of a, a robust uh, experience for the public that we're going you know, to launch probably here in the next, before the end of the year. With, uh, with a more sophisticated uh, uh, hub for for everything having to do with the beer with beer marketing industry. And what have been? I find sometimes we learn more from other people's mistakes uh, than we do from their successes. What are some of your biggest challenges in both growing both companies, and what have you learned from them? Um, you know. Someone, there's a common saying, uh, what is it, uh, vanity, or revenue is vanity, profits are sanity, or something like that. I mean, it's, it's definitely looking at the, you know, when I started focusing on revenue for, for the old company, um, I, I started running into trouble, for sure, um, instead of looking at the bottom line, and we definitely grew that business too fast, and I grew it with a lot of the wrong people. Um, I mean, I lost a million dollars in one Olympics, so I lost a million dollars in two and a half weeks at one point, um, which was which was painful, which I don't recommend to anyone. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and a lot of that is just is it growing. For me, it was uh, growing the business, but taking my finger off the pulse of the business. So I was not doing any of the things I was that I'd done before in terms of selling, in terms of understanding the market, in terms of you know, speaking with competitors and partners, and I was just focused on my internal team and growing the business. And you know, the, a lot of entrepreneurs get to the point where they need to start working 
you know, on the business, not in the business, but you still have to work in the business sometimes, is my experience for sure. Um, and, and choosing the right people and making sure those people understand uh, understand why the business exists uh, at the end of the day and why, why you created it. Um, and I, I definitely put together, I've, I've had people working for me who didn't understand fundamentally like why we, why we existed, why our business was successful, um, why, we, why we existed as a company, what, what, we're, what our mission was. And uh, when they don't understand that, then they're obviously, they're not motivated by the, those things and they're also never going to communicate to that to other team members, to clients. It, I think it's important for people to understand that, why you exist. Um, and, and if your people don't, if they're not turned on by that, then, then you know, you've got the wrong people. Absolutely. I think that makes a ton of sense. You've had an incredible string of successes. What do you attribute the majority of your success to? Um, you know, I, I hang out with a lot of other entrepreneurs. I talk business with entrepreneurs. I, I've been part of several different peer groups um, based on, you know, experience sharing. And I think it's just... Uh, Willingness to make mistakes, willingness to share, and uh, and obviously all anyone who's had any any amount of success can tell you that it takes some luck as well, being in the right place at the right time. With all the success you've achieved, what is your biggest challenge now? Um, the biggest challenge now is is you know to be honest is is focus. Um, so I'm I'm you know. I'm an investor in a couple of companies, and I run these companies, and I, you know, and I do speaking and, and some writing as well. And it's it's really hard for me to stay uh, focused. <laughs> you know, I, I don't like admitting that, but it's it's, uh, it's hard. You know, especially in today's day and age with the internet and with messages kind of hitting you from wherever you are. Um, you know, it's a it's a big it's a it's hard to to stay on task. You know, I'll find myself working on a spreadsheet or something, and then I'm, I go to check one thing on the internet, and 20 minutes later, here I am doing something completely, you know, off track. So I think that's probably probably uh, not a unique problem, especially for entrepreneurs who are a little bit ADP. And you know, I used to it used to be a thing that it was a positive. Like, oh, my wife used to tell me a lot of them can multitask, and you've got you know eight windows on a computer opener at any given time. 15 years ago. Whereas now I'm like, man, I wish I could just buckle down and do, you know, one thing at, at once. So it's, it's, a, it's a constant challenge for me personally. I can resemble that remark. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, is there anything yeah. that drives you crazy about your business? Um, you know, on the, on the, you know, on the funly side of things, uh, it's very... It's very unique and hard to explain. I think, it, and it, and traditionally, you only make money every other year because you know, if you're focused on big, large events like the Olympics, you, you basically go through uh, you know, every other year to a lull where you don't make any money. That's always driven me crazy. Um, on the beer side of things, it's uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think that what drives me crazy is companies thinking that they're not big enough to market or spend any money marketing and thinking that when you're bootstrapping, you shouldn't spend any money marketing or even understand marketing, not even spending money, understanding marketing. I can see how that would drive you crazy because you're living proof that doing it does work. Yeah. 
at least paying attention to it. There's a lot of things you can do for free. I mean, right? But just ignoring it, I think is it, it, just because it works for some people doing more marketing and then they're successful doesn't mean that should be your your route of success. Like you know, just because this guy didn't market and kick back doesn't mean that should be what you try and do at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, for both businesses, um, if people want to learn more about you and what you're doing, um, where should they where where should they go? Where should we send them? Yes, um, send them to yeah, uh, either funlyevents.com or, or beermarketing.com. The beer marketing side isn't built out yet, but I expect by the end of the year it'll be it'll be completely built out. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.